Hello and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Welcome to the Lazy Members Approach to Pathways, and thank you for listening. You're listening to Segment 4, To Learn or Not to Learn. When I closed Segment 2, I had just added my project descriptions to my Manila folder, completed the first self-assessments on all projects in my currently active levels, and returned to the humdrum daily routine to let the noodling begin. Yes, that goes hand in hand with conclusion number two, that I will write and deliver speeches to stay sharp. And because of my first conclusion, these speeches will always be educational eligible speeches. So as we begin this segment, you're probably wondering about all that learning module content in Basecamp and asking, does she ever learn anything? Well, the quick answer is yes. I always review all the content in every learning module, but if you're listening closely, you likely caught that I said I always review the all content. I didn't really answer the question of whether I learn anything or not. Okay, you caught me there. I have to say that after five times through the entire educational program, 15 years of district service, and more Toastmasters meetings than I can even count these days, most of the learning I get now comes from engaging with new members and leaders as they progress through their learning opportunities. To see things from their fresh points of view, to explore a topic from their new perspective, it's like seeing things for the very first time again, and those learning experiences broaden my perspectives. It's important that we commit to continuous learning throughout our lifespan, and those experiences are my learning labs today. Still, I do review all the content in every learning module, but I'm doing it looking for a fresh idea, a point of view that I haven't heard before, an approach on this particular learning top topic. I'm also evaluating how the learning content of today is approaching topics I'm well familiar with in order to help me prepare my own workshops with a fresh perspective. As I dug into the learning content in Pathways, I found myself excited again about the projects I'd be completing. Projects like this podcast are pushing me out of my comfort zone in good ways. There are other projects I can't wait to get to, electives I have earmarked for the next path I take on. I'm excited again about learning. For newer Toastmasters, it's important that they do take the time to complete all learning content, videos, assessments, checklists, all of the things that are listed in a learning module, because that is where the learning begins. Because I'm committed to remain a role model of the program for the newer members, I make the time to go through the content of each learning module so I can honestly say, yes, I'm familiar with the project and its expectations. That's how I can confidently mentor those members. 
I hate to say I know members who have been in Toastmasters for years, but they have never received their distinguished Toastmaster. Many of them don't consistently give education-eligible speeches either, and they mostly never read the project content in their legacy manuals. That's their choice, but that's also why having the evaluation aspect of our program is an important counterbalance for that. Members like those are in real need of a critical evaluation on their presentation. Now, that doesn't mean to pick them apart. It means a seasoned evaluator should hold that speaker's presentation up to the light of the defined project objectives and be bold enough to challenge the member to do a better job of meeting those objectives the next time they give the speech, including solid suggestions on how they can accomplish just that. That level of evaluation imparts the intended learning content, both for the speaker and the other members in the audience. Dr. Smedley wanted Toastmasters to be experiential learning, to learn by doing and by receiving effective criticism that encourages us to speak again with improvement. Some members easily read and apply learning, but others aren't as adept at it. What the history of our organization has shown us is that all members will learn through the, combom- the combination of practice and effective feedback. I've heard some leaders say that members get out of this program as much as they are willing to put into it. I've even said that, but now I disagree. Members get the most from this program when they listen to and apply the feedback they're given. This is why the quality of those evaluations and the active mentoring become critical to the success of our organization. The benefits of the Toastmasters learning environment is that there's no judgment, no grading, not even a pass or a fail. Rather, it's a journey of continuous experience where a failure isn't fatal, where you can have as many do-overs as you need until you reach the level of success that gives you confidence and a willingness to take the skill outside the safety net of your Toastmasters world. We have to give each member the room to find their own way through that journey. We have to remember that we have no leverage over any member apart from the Toastmasters promise and the core values that every member agrees to follow when they join. And again, each time they renew their membership. Our responsibility is to be their role models, their guides, mentors, encouragers, coaches, and advisors, which brings us to conclusion number three. I will make time for mentoring members that ask me to mentor them. Mentoring skills carry over into the responsibilities I perform in the workplace. Therefore, mentoring becomes another critical skill for me to keep sharp personally and professionally. I've often shared the story of how I came to Toastmasters. The CEO of our company frequently stepped onto the elevator the same time as I did to go to lunch. The 14-floor elevator ride at lunchtime would involve stopping at every floor on the way to the lobby. 
I quickly realized that those elevator rides were going to become career-limiting moves if I didn't learn how to have an intelligent conversation with the boss. I attended my first Toastmasters meeting as the guest of two co-workers. When I saw the table topic segment, I knew it would help me survive those elevator conversations. For me, it was table topics that got me to join, but what kept me renewing was the leadership track. Career-wise, my handicap was my lack of the softer strategic skills used for negotiation, managing risk-reward situations, reaching consensus within a team, identifying the right resources, and learning how to leverage a lateral move for a forward gain. Managers often praised my tactical skills, but my lack of those softer strategic skills was what most often cost me the position. I was fortunate that not one, but four leaders in District 3 took me on as a project in my early years as a member. They were my role models, guides, mentors, encouragers, coaches, and advisors. It took time, but at some point, I started listening more and saying less. And that's when the real learning started. Achieving success in an all-volunteer organization forces one to learn those softer strategic skills. Toastmasters gives us the learning foundations in the Toastmasters promise and the core values. Mastering the art of living, the promise, and the core values in your daily life changes how you interact with the people around you. Learning to lead without leverage forces you to rely on negotiation, consensus, inspiration, and persuasion to get things done. The more I practiced, listened, and applied the feedback, the more my career progressed as well. Toastmasters helped me transition through three successful career moves, eventually landing me a role I was confident I could launch a solid career from. Remember those lateral moves to move forward? (laughs) At the time, I thought hitting the five-year mark in the same company would be huge, But recently, I celebrated 19 years with the company. That never could have happened without Toastmasters and those four strong mentors who saw something in me and didn't run away from it. Today, I watch people come into this organization thinking that they'll do a few speeches, maybe give a few evaluations, and they'll be done. I watch the newer generations of leaders coming up, rushing to sit in the big chair so they can change everything to suit themselves because they rush through the leadership lessons on the value of leading evolutionary change, not revolutionary remorse. They never learn the lesson that leading a volunteer organization is more about evolving the organization, not shocking it through revolution. As an impatient child, I remember being told Rome wasn't built in a day. Now, as an adult, I understand how years of dedicated work can be destroyed overnight by the hands of people limited by their short-term vision. The everyone-gets-a-ribbon mentality isn't preparing children for adulthood. 
Dr. Smedley called evaluation criticism. We now call it evaluation to make it a kinder word. A distinguished Toastmaster used to require being a member for at least five years. Now I see members getting their DTMs in just two short years. I get it. Life is hard enough. Does being a Toastmaster have to be as hard too? Real learning isn't easy. It was never meant to be. But it can be fun if you open yourself to the possibilities that learning offers you. Always keep learning. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. To volunteer to be featured on the podcast or to suggest future topics, write podcast at aztoastmasters.org. That email again is podcast at aztoastmasters.org. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.